I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Our opportunity, oh, and thank you for giving this to us. Uh, as we say so many times, from the banks of the Bonsacour River, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama, here in the United States of America, uh, the offices of Fishers Men Ministries, what a blessing of ours to be with you by means of radio and you've given us this time. The book of Psalm, Psalm 107. I'm going to talk about the God of the sea. Psalm 107, we're reading verse 23 and 24 over a number of times. Talk about the God of the sea, and I hope you'll enjoy it. I was behind locked doors not too many days ago. Uh, before uh, we made these programs here, uh, inside a jail, and uh, one set of bars right behind another, behind another, behind another, and uh, it's sobering to be there. And I enjoy sitting and talking with some men that uh, were interested in Bible study, and we talked about the God of the sea, and we talked about the sea and how wonderful it was, and thought maybe we'd just give you some of the things that we gave them, the God. The God of the sea. Hey, by the way, if you ever like to correspond with us, you can do so uh, by just going directly to, we think about the World Wide Web, that www. It's just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. And it'll so, sort of, you can pull that up and take a peek and a look, or leave us a message and let us know that you at least listen to our program. Psalm chapter 107, verse 23 and 24. It says, they, this is David, he says, they that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. All right? They that go down to the sea in ships, maybe, maybe the fishermen. On David's day, many a one, we think about the Sea of Galilee, we think about the Mediterranean Sea. They that go down to the sea in ships, not only the fishermen, but maybe those that work on boats that carry cargo from one place to another. If you were to go down to the sea in ships and do business in great waters, what would you see? I like verse 24. It says, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Something about the ocean. I cannot describe it. Uh, I've spent the better part of my lost life as a commercial fisherman. And uh, leaving the dock here in the port of Bon Secours, out Mobile Bar Pass, out into the Gulf of Mexico, which is connected one way and the other to the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean. You think about time spent at sea, just something about, I cannot describe it, something about the smell of the ocean, something about the atmosphere that's out there. After you leave the land, you can't see the land anymore. Oh, it's, it's, it's sobering. 
and you look at the ocean, you look at the things that are in the ocean, our, our nets, what we would do, we would bring things, would bring the food of heaven up from the ocean floor and take a peek. Uh, what do you see? These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. The ocean, so big, so big. Once again, the Pacific, the Atlantic, the Indian Ocean, the Arctic Ocean, 75% of the world is covered with water. On oh, average depth over a, over a mile deep, the Challenger deep over thirty six thousand feet deep. You know, only three to five percent of the ocean has been explored. Now, this is what science tell tells us. And seventy five, not seventy five, but ninety five. I read it wrong here. Ninety five percent of the life forms are, are in the ocean. So we know little of this planet at all. And as far as the ocean is concerned, I guess the bottom line for it all would be just 24. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. The greatest mountain ranges are in the ocean. We think about that mid-Atlantic ridge, that ribbon of fire that's there over 4,000 uh, 4, miles long. Most of the volcanoes are in the ocean, over 80%. We think about that ring of fire. And some of, as it spews out from the ocean floor, sometimes it's, if they say it's over 2,000 degrees, how does it not boil the ocean? And I've seen documentaries where just a few feet away, maybe for some, some tubes, you could see the smoke and the boil of the water uh, coming out of those tubes, you know. Uh, you don't think about 1,000 degrees or so, a few feet away. There was life. All oh, there was little fishes and little shrimps that's there, you know. We think about it, as far as the ocean is concerned, so big. David said this. He said, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. All the way down the bottom of the ocean, we think about the fish that's there and the little creatures. We call it, they're all bioluminescent. And they actually leave a light. There is even a fish. It's called the anglerfish. He has a fishing pole out of the top of his head, you know. And at the end of that pole, there's a piece of bait. Except instead of bait, it's just a little speck of light. And he turns it on. And other fish thinks it has to do with something that it can eat. And instead of them eating the little speck of light, oh, there's a monstrous fish under there. You said, what are you saying, Brother Mon? As far as the sea is concerned, if you were to go down to the sea in ships, what you would do, you'd see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. So that provokes me just to say some things, and I'll say them as strong as I can say them. As far as the sea is concerned, what do you see when you go down to the sea, Brother Mon? You see the works of the Lord. So, then the Bible is correct. Well, what do you mean, Brother Mon? If I were to flip to the left here, just a little bit, and read in Psalm 95, you know what I find about the ocean? We think about the seas of this world. Psalm chapter 95, verse 3, it says, For the Lord is a great God, and a great King among all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills, he is also, I like verse 5. What about the sea? They that go down to the sea in ships, all right? It says the sea, Psalm 95, verse 5. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry ground. What about the sea? It's a product of the creation of God. I'm sorry, I would have to disagree with some of the scientific brains of this world. 
I'm not going to make fun of them because they just don't understand. And they hadn't come to the realization that as far as thinking about things evolving, can you honestly tell me that just just some big bang somewhere, some dust cloud way back in the eons of, of nothing, you know, nothing this, that, that life came? It's so easy for me to see and to, well, turn in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. You know, uh, it takes less faith to believe in a God that's cre- that's a creator than to believe in how something evolved, you know, over millions and billions of years. As far as creation is concerned, God created the ocean that we see that is so big, you know, so big. Not only did God create it, but we think about God takes and uh, how, how do I put this in the book of Mark Mark chapter 4 God not only created the ocean but you know what if he's the creator then he can control it he created it he controls it you know what I find in the book of Mark Mark chapter 4 you read verse 35 36 37 Jesus is crossing the sea of Galilee uh, the ship is rocking back and forth up and down the starboard uh, side the port side back in the water is in the boat. They're fixing to sink and they holler at Jesus and say, carest thou not that we perish? He rises. You cannot imagine what happened. He lifted his hand to heaven. And you know what he did? He said, peace, be still. How could that take? But you really believe that, brother mom? Oh, yes. Uh, because I know that if God can create something, surely he can control it. God can control the sea. Uh, we even find in the book of Psalms, Psalm 107, I'm reading here verse 23 and 24. It talks about how that he commands and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. As far as these waves, they mount up to heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man or at their wits end. They're seasick. You know what they do? They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses, and he maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves there are still. I'm glad I know this God. Not only did he create the sea, and I can go down to the sea, and what do I see? The works of the Lord. Why? Because he created. Not only did he create it, but he can control it. I even like this. He even controls what's in the sea. He said, what do you mean? like the fish of the sea. Remember the story of Jonah? I disobeyed God down to Tarsus, down in a ship, and before long, God just shakes the ship back and forth. And, and uh, Jonah, of course, he's a man of God. He confesses he's the problem. And if you just pitch me in the water, all oh, the sea will stop. God spoke to a, a fish. In fact, Jonah chapter 1 and verse 17, he said, God prepared a great fish. Jesus called it a whale. That's good enough for me. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. And God spoke to that whale. You know what God said to that fish? He said, I want you to follow that boat. What boat? Go to the surface and you can see. <laughs> he, he follows this boat. And uh, there's a, a person that is thrown in the water. And Jesus said, I want you to open your mouth and swallow that, uh, that man. Maybe the whale said, I don't eat things like that. I eat things out of the bottom of the ocean. I, I eat plankton, and I, and uh, no, he didn't do that. Didn't argue with God. The whale did exactly what God said. There came a time when God spoke to the whale and told him to throw him up. 
throw him up on dry ground. You really believe that? Yes, if God could make the ocean and God controls the ocean, surely he can control what's in the ocean itself, you know? I, I believe that. A prepared fish. John chapter 21, Jesus prepares breakfast for the disciples. They toil all night. They don't catch anything. But Jesus has bread and fish upon the fire. Where do you get the fish from? I just think he could just speak to the fish that's out there in the Sea of Galilee, right off Capernaum there, and said uh, uh, he needs uh, probably uh, seven or eight or nine fish, and uh, he just has them to jump in the air, and they jump over the direction of the coals of fire, and when they land close to the coals of fire, they're already cleaned and filleted and ready to eat. You believe that, Brother Mon? Oh, yes. Why? Because as far as the ocean, it's big. And if you went there, you'd see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. God controlled the ocean. Surely he can control the fish of the ocean. A lot of people refuse. You know, I find something very sad in the book of Revelation. In fact, it's all the way to the end of the book of Revelation. Revelation, almost the last few chapters. Revelation chapter 20. I refuse. You said, what, what What do you mean? I, I don't believe in this God of creation. I, I don't believe in this creation. Creation versus evolution. I pick evolution. Well, I pick creation. You said, why? Because creation is factual. Evolution is just a theory. I'm glad I know this God that created this sea. And you know, if you won't know part of that, the sea is going to have something to do in your future life. You said what? Revelation chapter 20. Don't have time, but I'll go all the way down to verse 15. It says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life, if you trust Jesus as your Savior, get your name in the book. If your name's not in the book, it says they were cast into a lake of fire. Can you imagine? Hot like hot boiling, melting lava. Having lived forever in a lake of fire, how horrible it would be. And to know that there is a God and there, my friend, I'm glad I know this God that's able to calm every situation in a person's life. A God that created the ocean, a God that controls the ocean, and a God also that would desire to control you through the person of his son, Jesus Christ. I'm glad I know the God of the ocean and his son as my Savior. Now to next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.